We can't talk during intro. Okay. Oh, hey! Hello and welcome, guys. We had <laughs> the special edition of uh, Acid Cast Podcast, the ultra super special mega edition of this because Udit isn't around. Oh, and, damn. Uh, Udit. <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah, see I'm the ang- you, the podcast today. you can see the anxiety on my face and Toham's re- face because you know that's not there. Rip. So, <laughs> you know, introduce the people. Gipped out on what? Wait, Raman needs to introduce the people. No, yeah. no, let me finish the intro. Okay, yeah, yeah, host, host, host. Okay, fine. Go, 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 go for it. We are the super mega special edition of Asita's podcast. Yeah, like this is the twelfth one, I think. Joining me today on my left, like there is no camera, so he's literally here. Here, um, it's Arnab Bawalwawa. We have Shoham joining in on us as well, and we have Ratul. Um, What's up? Yeah, so we have several topics to discuss today, starting with um, Warcraft Four. Is it coming? Riot publishing drop rate of loot boxes. Kingdom Come Deliverance selling one million copies. Burnout Paradise remaster coming in. Metal Gear Survive wants you to pay to save. Troy Baker is confirmed in Death Stranding. Politicians blaming video games for mass shootings. And later we will go and check uh, different new game suggestions from each of us. And uh, local news from India. Alright, so, before, right, before you start, can I just say yeah. that I miss Udit already? No, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am extra Udit. I'm just... Like you but, know how, but he's but stars he's tall. Are... He's tall and muscle. So, you know how neutron stars yeah. are more condensed yeah. and more powerful. It's like that. <laughs> okay, that totally made sense. Totally. Or black hole. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Go, go ahead with the topics, dude. Come on, Mr. Host. So let's start. Um, something that I'm very excited about. Three. Uh, so Ratul knows this. I know this. So I'm sort of know this this because he's a Blizzard fan. I don't know how much Bawal Bawal knows about. This, but I do. Warcraft Three got a lot of uh, like not a lot. Uh, it's got at least behind the legacy. Yeah. 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 It it got a patch recently. It uh, and we've been hearing rumors from last week basically about top players of Warcraft Three from 15 years back. Getting invited um, to US for a special event by. Blizzard. I don't think it is secret. Everybody knows this. It's not a secret, this but one. like there were rumors going about it last week. This no, week it's it confirmed, back. anyways, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. was confirmed in the end. Walker, even uh, Blizzard yeah, made an was. announcement saying you're also invited, bringing you know old school Warcraft three veterans. Yeah, you've got Grubby and Moon, I think, coming yeah. back, right? Yeah, Grubby. I remember watching Grubby. Yeah, Grubby. He's still playing the every week almost. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. So, one very important thing about this is that we have been hearing about Warcraft 3 Remaster for a long, long time, right? And more importantly, if you guys have been avid World of Warcraft players, which is Ratul, by the way, yeah, um, you know for a fact that uh, Blizzard has several se- said several times that they want to come back to Warcraft 4, but they want to do it after uh, World of Warcraft. No, not just after World of Warcraft. They also want they wanted to focus more on StarCraft. Like they did mention, they were working on bringing back a remastered version for StarCraft. After that, yeah. you know, also finishing off the World of Warcraft main franchise, then bringing out a Warcraft Four, right? So th- mm. that was what they mentioned before, you know, bringing it into with, uh, you know, before tackling the Warcraft universe yet again. 
So it's very interesting, uh, Ratul. Since you're an old school Warcraft player, uh, give me your inputs. Like, what do you think is coming? I mean, the patch is already here. We there are already lots of rumors going around that the remaster might be coming in. Uh, BlizzCon is still far away for this year, but like, what are the chances of us coming across Warcraft Four? Uh, or a full-scale remaster where, you know, it's not just the graphics, but even the gameplay and everything. Yeah, so I've actually been following those uh, Reddit threads out there. I think you also sent me a couple of links. I've checked them out. Um, So I think that it's probably going to be a remaster because, you know, they focused on the StarCraft 1 remaster. I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe they might bring out a Warcraft 1 remaster. You, you You don't know what's Blizzard. You will never know what the company's plans are. Right, so you gotta wait for a bit before they kind of announce it. But I'm hoping for Warcraft 3 Remastered and Warcraft 4. Yes, I'm being a bit too greedy when I say that because I am a big fan of the Warcraft universe. Like, I love the lore. I've been following, you know, I've been reading, I've read all the books that my brother has gotten from his friends. I've played World Warcraft for six years. I've played Warcraft 3 for like an entire year and I had so much fun with it. So, I'm actually looking forward to, you know, what Blizzard has in store for us in terms of the Warcraft universe. So, yes, BlizzCon is far away. Sadly, I've got to wait, but I am ready to wait that long to know what that announcement is. I just hope it's not disappointing. I feel like a small announcement uh, it might be just the remaster, right? Might come when the invitational happens. Uh, when is the invitation happening again? Um, not sure. I don't think they they have mentioned it. You're invited. Wait, let me just uh, open up. So yeah, so it's happening in a few months, I think. Yeah. I think I, I think it, they might schedule it for, <clears throat> like, it might be an online like. How, how do I put this? It might be like a league thing, like this Invitational. And then they might do like a Warcraft 3, you know, like maybe a remastered tournament at BlizzCon when, if they announce it. That, that would be surprised with yeah, that. That's that, very possible. It's on February 27th, I think, the Invitational. Right. Yeah, 27th and 28th on Twitch. So like three days away. Oh, so that's awesome. That's very... So, Shoham, you are a StarCraft player, right? Uh, you have been playing yes. StarCraft for the longest time and you have been hardcore yep. into that uh, scene. Mm. What are your thoughts? Well, firstly, the only thing that strikes me right now is when you say that as a person, you are a fan of Warcraft and you are expecting a remaster within the gameplay. I think this is something that is that would have absolutely no precedent whatsoever. You saw Age of Empires 1 getting a remake. They did not touch the gameplay at all, other than the units having 32 directions to move instead of 8 directions, nothing was changed whatsoever. The same thing goes to StarCraft 1's remaster. If you see, the only thing they have updated here is giving it an HD makeover. They do not touch the graphics and they do not touch the gameplay. That being said, if Blizz- like if you, you see this in Valve and you, and, and you see this in Blizzard also already with StarCraft, I would be surprised if there is gameplay changes within Warcraft 3. I did play the game a little. I never really got into it that much given I was more a StarCraft kind of guy. But yeah, that's about it from my side. So, unlike Valve, which has stopped making games. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They're scared of the Blizzard number 3. Have... Yeah. I mean, Blizzard... like, Valve does have Artifact, which is a Dota card game coming out. But that does not count as a game. Yeah. That's not counted as a game that uh, a studio of, like, 300 plus employees can push out, I think. That's more like um, that's more like a hobby kind of game that like 10, 20 people inside Valve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 
um unlike valve blizzard has a full time studio right that full time studio was for most of the time develops uh, world of warcraft or recently after 12 years made overwatch 12 years right yeah i, I don't so right now, right now they have their um avenues open as such because they're only just adding heroes to overwatch and um, skins and skins and war and we know for a fact that world of warcraft um, creation has been put on hyperloop in the sense that it's going on a very auto mode and people already know from back, way back how many expansions are coming out in the next 5 years say uh, what they're doing etc etc i think why am i saying that i think because blizzard is probably making another game now here's the interesting part you said that shoham that uh, mm-hmm. uh, remasters haven't touched gameplay right yep. and haven't touched uh, the graphics or the main art style as much if a remaster for if a remaster for um warcraft is coming right warcraft 3 i would uh, be very excited to see something like warcraft 1 and warcraft 2 remasters as well and if warcraft 1 2 remaster comes in they definitely have to put some effort into gameplay right they should yeah yeah they definitely would be possible I'm not. I don't think Warcraft One and Two ever got the following as much as they did when Warcraft Three itself released. So they may be having. They do have what you can say a liberty, in sense of being able to touch the main gameplay mechanics. You know. Yeah. However, that being said, I'd just like to point out one small thing in Starcraft Two's uh, arcade map maker. You have uh, all the campaigns of Warcraft One, Two, and Three in the engine in that game. Campaigns. Kind of nice. Campaigns, yeah. Campaigns of Warcraft One. Two, three. It's fan-made, obviously, but it nevertheless yeah, yeah. is state-of-the-art. You can say. Yeah, I mean that, that's the one good thing about you know the Warcraft community or any like the Blizzard communities, in fact, where yeah, the, the communities they basically recreate campaigns from uh, you know Start the franchises as well. Yeah. I think there was also Warcraft RPG for Diablo that a lot of people used to play in Garena. back mm-hmm. back in the day i i remember playing that once like there were so many custom maps and stuff and i i remember reading in that reddit that a lot of people they wanted a better world editor right because i've used the world editor in warcraft 3 and i can i can i can tell that it was actually pretty buggy it, it wasn't it, it was good you could make good maps with it but it had its issues crashes and a lot of bugs here and there so i mean i just hope that they kind of fix the world editor as well i mean because i think that i think warcraft 3 and starcraft 2 were like the starcraft 2 have a world editor so of course starcraft 2 does have a world editor that oh. is how they made oh, all right cool 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 fine 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 all right no just i was just wondering because i think that was like the last game i played which had a world editor with it starcraft 3 mm-hmm. so next topic aman yeah. i think aman disconnected uh, Yeah, yeah that is connected. His face is frozen. Yeah, that's the... actually that's actually a pretty nice face. Let me see if I can emulate the same thing. Uh but I need the headset in around my neck. If I do that I'd actually break this one because it's already loose as it is. <laughs> but yeah, would okay, uh, so since Aman is not here, I'm going to I'm going to steal the thunder and take interim host. Would you play the Warcraft for a Warcraft 3 remaster definitely definitely like i remember spending a decent amount of my childhood playing warcraft 3 it was basically the cafes that really got me into that game especially given the fact that dota 1 also had started like it started garnering a fan following within the mumbai cafes where i used to play 
However, I never got interested in Dota. I always played for the you got what do you say one v one games because I was a very RTS guy. I played Age of Empires, Rise of Nations. Correct, yeah. And there was uh, Command and Conquers, and within that, you can say within these spheres of legacy, you know, like the ones that leave a lot of nostalgia for a lot of fans of the RTS genre. Warcraft Three definitely uh, uh, occupies a very major position, as you can say, within the growth of RTS genre, uh, the RTS genre. So that being said, I'm obviously very excited, given that we already from Age of Empires side have three rema- uh, th- two remasters and one game coming out. Correct. Yeah. I think with Warcraft coming out with something else, it would just be amazing. It would. Definitely. It would be pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. wait, have you finished the Warcraft three camp? Okay, if they're gonna bring out Warcraft three, no, remaster, no, no. I don't. I I never really played the campaigns, and I don't. I don't know enough on the Warcraft lore. I would say. Oh, all right, fine. So, so oh, all right, we're back, guys. So. Uh, Aman here had a little PC issue, and uh, something went wrong. So before we find out what went wrong, Aman, what are your PC specs? So as you can see, I'm sitting in the X-Rig office, right? So these are premium quality. Yeah, I, I can PCs. see that X right behind Arnob's ear. <laughs> like what went yeah. wrong, though? Yeah, you can see the X. I anyway, don't know. Aman, Aman jinxed it. It was running fine up until he came along to do the podcast. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Arna, I wouldn't take Aman's name just into it. Yet I saw you get off, get up from your chair, and you went out and you did something. Don't tell me you tried to sabotage the podcast. Yeah, I, I basically jinxed the PC so it would crash right in the middle of the podcast. Wow, what a okay. guy, dude! What, what the hell? No, anyway, anyway, let's get anyway. back to the topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is Warcraft Three? What were we discussing about? Yeah, so while well, we basically we basically just you know were sharing our opinions on what to expect and what not. Yeah, so Warcraft think... One and Two remastered, right? Yeah. Have, have, we spoke... thing, have you guys played Warcraft One and Two? Anyone? I have I've played, played Warcraft Two. Yeah, so I like could bit. not play. Like it feels too. What do you call it? rudimentary as an RTS? You know. I agree, but when I played Warcraft two, I played it around two thousand five. I just completed Warcraft three, and I was like, "Oh, where did this game come from?" And oh, I so see, I, see. I I um, explored those games way back then. I couldn't play Warcraft one because everything was a slideshow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was very literally looked like a slideshow. Like the cinematics and everything just looked. Um, very old school, very arcadey, and that did not sit right with me right after playing something like Warcraft 3. Okay, so it was released in 94, so that makes yeah. sense. It was for MS DOS, okay. <laughs> it's older than most of us. It's older yeah. than Shaham. Actually, everything is older than all Everything is older than me, you Anyway, one, one very interesting thing I was thinking of if Warcraft 3, if they were going to make Warcraft 3 remaster, which would. Um, Presumably, I would think uh, mean an engine upgrade, right? Yeah. I would yeah. really, really love uh, Blizzard to come with um, Warcraft 1 and Warcraft 2 campaigns, similar to what they did for uh, in Frozen Throne, if you played Ratul. Yeah. Uh, then you know yeah. that there was a panda quest, right? Oh, yes, there was the Rexar mini quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the mini campaign. I remember that. That was actually pretty fun. It was a, like, a, it felt like an RP, more like an RPG than an RTS. Yeah, but but I would love for like mini campaigns to come make a comeback if the master came back for Warcraft Three, right? Um, imagine like doing mini campaigns, like understanding what uh, uh, the first Warcraft One uh, story was, which was basically adapted to the movie, right? Yeah. And Warcraft Two 
so many people don't know the origin of Warcraft. Most people don't know that um, when when um, Warcraft started, um, there were no Janai. There were no a lot of races that are very common to World of Warcraft right now. Um, even something like goblins were came very late. Yeah, they came very recent. Like they were, they were known to be in the universe, but yeah, they were yeah, only yeah. introduced as like playable characters like much later on. Even in the RTS, like I don't think yeah. you played as goblins. You only played as trolls like mid or campaign, and uh, yeah. later on, even in the demo, you never played as the trolls. The demo, you yeah. never played as a troll. You just played straight Ox and you just went on. Also, I like the fact that... Uh, I, I, the good thing that the demo came up. If you guys have played the Warcraft 3 demo, it actually has a bit of the campaign which you can never play in the original game. Right? Where Thrall, when he's making the trip to Kalimdor from the Eastern Kingdoms, he gets stranded in the Lost Isles. Like, in the Lost Isles. And that's where he finds more about... Um, he meets the trolls. He meets Vol'jin no, and stuff like that. that. That was there in the original campaign as well, right? Really? Like I, I don't remember playing it at all because I remember after the Kalimdor thing, there, it, was it was there because the Orc campaign ended ab- like abruptly, and then when you started the Night Elf campaign, you kind of found out that the Orcs just landed in shore with little, little to no men because they had like an army when they were sending it at the end, right? So that's what happened. Right, right. Because I only remember... I, remember. I remember which campaign you're talking about, though. When they find uh, who is this troll guy that died in World of Yeah, Vol'jin. War, Vol'jin. Yeah, Vol'jin, Vol'jin. yeah, they find Vol'jin in one of those islands, right? Yeah, they do. They find him, and that's where you meet the trolls and you play. I think you you only control like a few units. You weren't able to produce them like properly in the demo, and the demo the demo only had like three missions. Right. Interesting. So I would make a love for like um, the I would love to play all Warcraft campaigns again on better graphics because Warcraft Three was the game I think that got me invested into gaming. Like I played a lot of games before Warcraft Three, but Warcraft Three was the game that made me like holy shit, video games. Yeah, same here, same here. It actually yeah. got hooked me onto RTS as a genre and gaming, and also got me into the Warcraft lore. Yeah, and if Shoham knew which of the better Blizzard games to play, I think he would have to <laughs> the, the slice shots coming in. I would actually consider Rise of Nation a better RTS, but okay. It's not it a Blizzard game. Yeah, but it's not a Blizzard yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to get into StarCraft versus Warcraft RTS. Let's just skip Yeah, I mean, they both, yeah, they, yeah. both they, they both can be interconnected to a common universe like Heroes of the Storm, okay? Let, let's leave it at that. No, no please on. don't do that. All right, no, please, All right let's, let's move on. on. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Shocked our floor is Okay, never mind. Yeah, just move on. So, concluding words, I would love for Warcraft 3 to come back with better camp, like more campaigns, not just the old ones. I would love to see um, better graphics. Uh, I just can't help but imagine things because uh, Warcraft 3 was really the game. Blizzard games in general were really the games that got me into video games. Does that we spent too much time on this place. Move on. A lot of, you know, their studio, uh, like, I don't know, whatever call it, like, entities around to make new games. Like, we have heard of Diablo stuff coming up. Now Warcraft, like, it's going to be very interesting times, I guess, for Blizzard fans. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just so have to wait with BlizzCon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> BlizzCon is pretty far away. Though. Pretty far. But moving on. But yeah, moving on. Uh, the second topic. It's an interesting topic. And wh- one of the reasons why I asked Shoham to be here. Why okay. he does not play League of Legends? Do you, Shoham? I don't. I don't. Yeah, of course you don't. 
Anurag. I'm not my lolly. Don't go. I mean, you should. It's it's actually very different from Dota, and it's it's a smaller map. You like it. The small fact. I uh, have played a little. I could not get hooked onto it. Anyways, go on. Yeah. Anyway, small fact uh, for people from India: uh, League of Legends is going to be very, very famous in India very soon. Um, may I say that mainly because um, League of Legends is a similar game to Dota, and whereas the exception with League of Legends is that their creators are actually coming to India and you know setting up store. Uh, yeah. Office in Delhi, yeah. and they're going to be doing a lot of tournaments, etc., and events around the game. So expect League of Legends to be slowly become as popular as Dota or more so, because the Riot is a very interesting and very big entity in video game industry in the world. And yeah. them coming to India is a very very good news, especially because League of Legends is also a free game. So yeah. also, it's one of the yeah. games which has the it has a very large player base, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it has the largest player base in the world. Yeah, it is like League yeah. of Legends is the most played game in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but most of the player base is also from China, right? The, in yeah, China. China I'm not US sure about it. I mean, China, US, Europe, and Korea are their. I think they're pro. pro yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. Korea, yeah. I'm sure of that. Anyway, uh, so a very interesting topic I wanted to discuss about League of Legends and Riot is that Riot will be publishing. Drop rates for loot boxes. Now, if you've played games like Dota, if you played games like CS:GO, if you even played Overwatch, you know that loot boxes are a thing, right? Yeah, and why I want? Huh? They're a common thing at this point. Like every most games have that. Even single player games yeah. have that. Right. Yeah. But why I wanted a Shoham's opinion on this is because since you've been playing a lot, you played Dota for a long time. Uh, yeah. Ratul, you played CS:GO, I guess. I yeah, used to, yes. not anymore, but I used to play yeah. CS. Yes, but, but you you played it. Yeah, I played it. I played what it. Do think, what do you think are the ramifications for Riot publishing drop rates for loot boxes? I mean, where, how do you think it benefits us? I mean, it does benefit by the, with us knowing, you know, what are, what is the percentage? I mean, of the, that's basically just boils down to the single singular point of consumer awareness. I mean, mm-hmm. from our side. We talked this on the last podcast also. As the thing, like there is obviously a certain precedent to this. The Chinese government, I think, was the first to ask, and and this was their uh, what do you say, conclusive uh, opinion on loot boxes, and that is that you can continue this as an activity within video games, regardless of the age and peggy ratings. The only point is that the consumer needs to be aware of their chances, and they can be able, they are able, like you know, rational consumers making informed decisions. Yeah, you know? they are they are down to that. Yeah, they're being aware of the percentages for each particular item in yes that particular within the loot box, box and the yeah. chances that you have for getting each of yeah. them. That is obviously a positive step. I think that will do a lot of good for the gaming community. There is already a lot of work, as you would say, regarding CS:GO trading, in which in India has resulted in a lot of children ending making their parents end up in poverty by taking their credit cards and playing gambling with skins and stuff like. I've I've been a, I I was big time into trading a long time back and I've had the opportunity to first hand experience these stories from various people in the you many state groups of <laughs> No I I never <laughs> got into the gambling side of it like I wasn't stupid like, like I, I actually was in the gambling side for a bit back when you know okay. it wasn't it was more yeah it was value based trust me it it's fun like but you need to know when to stop if you're smart that way you could actually make like a quick buck cuz i know a lot of my friends who actually just quick 
make a quick gamble they it's get just, like it's just pure gambling there's no point of skill it's no, just no, pure in, luck in terms of cannot... skill no because see the, the skill factor when see since i don't want to turn this into a gambling uh, talk cuz we're talking about riot yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. but the thing is like with CS:GO in particular there were so many websites which gave different games it's almost like a Las Vegas casino for CS:GO skins so yep, if you're yep, smart you can actually do it but anyway that was just a one you know pillar side thing let's get uh-huh, back on uh-huh. topic with uh, the right loot boxes so yeah actually this is i mean pretty much what Soham said like you know with China starting yeah. up with that regulation and i think even in the last podcast we discussed it Hawaii has already passed a bill over yeah. this and Sweden and I think Germany are planning on regulating these loot boxes as well. Not sure about Germany. Some of think... the countries, some of the countries that are like pushing back against these video game developers uh putting loot boxes and gambling um uh, uh I think like... US does not have a debate on this yet. How I no, as we said US think... doesn't because the yeah, US does not. You US, US doesn't and... because simply speaking most of these companies are from US. Like they don't care. Yeah, they probably have a good hold on the policies yeah. and the discussions yeah, that yeah. will take place yeah. in the general public. I think Taiwan that... and Hawaii have been the leaders in terms of taking strict action on this. Then there's obviously China, a totalitarian state. You do not expect anything different from them. Uh, like, and one of yeah, the more uh, democratic countries, like bigger democratic countries that have... Uh, I, then you would be pointing to the Scandinavian countries. Regarding that, and France, and and France, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think Macron even talked on this, right? The, the president. Sure. Like, yeah. Because uh, uh, I, this was a big thing in France. I remember, like. Um, yeah, correct, correct, correct. There were there was a huge issue where someone um, basically ended up, um, like a kid, basically ended up. Uh, yeah, uh, buying a two thousand dollars bill of two thousand dollars in the class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this was I think another thing that we talked in the last podcast. India is one of the few countries that has this OTP message part. Yeah, within in foreign countries, you can just directly buy it regardless of any yeah, exactly. check. Yeah. Like even when you're buying yeah. Steam games with an international credit yeah, card, yeah, you can directly it buy. Doesn't it doesn't last you for an OTP; it just goes nuts with it. But you know, coming back, yeah, like, I remember, I remember this specifically because I bought a video game. Um, With my mom's credit card, and my mom freaked out. He's like, "They did not ask for a password." <laughs> yeah, you know, even my dad freaked out the first time. He did. He did. So, yeah, this is the thing with um, outside countries. They have made yeah. no, but also, made- also, if you think about it, like you know, I'm actually looking at uh, you know the link that uh, you know Aman had sent me with the Hextech crafting that you know writes loot box and publishing the drop rates is actually pretty good you know so that players will know what they're getting into before making the purchase of trying their luck at that crafting table so yeah it's it's actually a pretty good step coming in from a public from a publisher's point of view i right, what happened <laughs> so we are we are doing the podcast right and in the chat shoham is writing stop fucking laughing guns oh god <laughs> But it's yeah, all right. it's uh, it's it's a good thing. Like, um, I I honestly don't know how much it will affect uh, revenues or how much it will affect consumer awareness, or even if it will, you know, lessen the amount of sales that are happening with uh, loot boxes right now, or where it will go. But I do think this is a positive step. Yeah, I it's a progressive. Exactly, it's progressive. Yeah, it is progressive. But I don't see any. 
uh, it, it's not a go-to solution yet for the loot box problem that the entire industry is facing right now. Certainly, we are going to see a lot of debate going on yeah. on this, but I think this as at the governmental level. This is though it's a good starting step, I think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is like it's we're not getting off on the wrong uh, side of the track, you know. It, yeah, yeah. it definitely makes sense to go in this direction as it's going currently. Yeah, it's like when Shoham puts the his hand in front of the camera. You know, fifty-fifty chance. Fifty-fifty <laughs> <laughs> chance. What's he gonna say? It's a positive thing or a negative thing? <laughs> you can actually see oh, mouth and everything. Like you can eat on the podcast. Bro. Yeah, you can eat on the podcast. No one gives uh, a shit. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just don't want to. Now, man, um, just go on. Yeah, what the hell? Okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, um, but Arnab, I haven't asked you. What are your thoughts on the? By the way, yes. Uh, why am I asking Arnab? Arnab plays a lot of Warframe. Um, yeah, Charles has loot box. Warframe okay, has no, a lot. It does. Uh, no, no. Okay. I not want to bring Warframe into this. I actually want to bring Rainbow Six Siege because oh, yeah. if they you have alpha packs, bring both of them. Yeah, they have alpha packs, and what this? There's a new event coming up, and it also has its own set of premium alpha packs. Now what premium? Okay. Exactly, okay. I'll get into that. So what they, they they this event has some limited uh, edition uh, like sort of cosmetics and skins and everything. But what they have done with the premium packs, you can't get any duplicates. So once you get one item from that loot pool, it gets omitted. The next alpha pack you open will have everything, a chance for you to get everything except that item you just got. So it just. It uses the dilution of the loot and just makes everything much more easier. It's not exactly. No, no, it's the screen. Thank God, I almost lost my shit. But but talk talk on Warframe also, no? Uh, yeah, Warframe doesn't have any loot boxes per se. Warframe just says, okay, do you want to invest more time or? Want to invest more money, and it's basically that. So okay, so it's basically Warframe. microtransactions that does yeah. not count yeah, as loot boxes. Yeah, Warframe just cuts to the chase and says, "Hey, do you want to buy this or do you want to grind?" This? Yeah, yeah okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But Rainbow Six Siege, I think they have done a much better thing. They have just diluted the loot pool enough, so you get one item and you don't get any duplicates. It just yeah, reduces the frustration. But that's only for the premium alpha pack. That is for this yeah, event. Yeah, it's only for this event. But it's a start. They, yeah, it's a start. The, correct. Ubisoft is actually uh, testing their stuff, right? And which is something completely unexpected from Ubisoft, I would say. So, uh, yeah, we are seeing, we are definitely seeing some changes with the loot box thing. And uh, I think that stemming from all these controversies and all these like countries taking the next step forward for us. So that's about it. I think Riot and Ubisoft are definitely doing the best like for business. And hopefully in the next couple of months or years, we can see the change coming up. So I think Riot is uh, doing all the steps because of the pressure from different countries and less so because they're altruistic. Whereas I would uh, whereas I would go out of my way to suggest that Ubisoft might be doing this because they're trying to gain good faith with their customers. Yeah, primarily, the because uh, Vivendi, no, primarily because Vivendi might buy them. Right now, they need the support. Correct. So... And uh, they've been doing it a lot. Like all <laughs> three of their lifestyle games have come back. They have made a comeback. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Far Cry Five will also come in a few days. Even even so. For Honor made a comeback. 
Really? Yeah, seven point five million players overall. Yeah, actually, the, I I remember one that. million concurrent players, and it has been who? Which game? Which game? Oh, for honor. For honor. For honor. For honor. Like, okay. I, that game yeah, will yeah, I remember it that thing. For another year of season and content, so that's okay. Like, anyway, speaking of for honor, next game comes pretty much in line with this topic, right? Yeah. 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 So go for it. Going to the next topic, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Hell yes. So I will give. I will give my opinion on this first because I've been following this game way back from 2013 when the original Kickstarter was announced. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so I've been following this game for a long time. So Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, good news, bad news, bad news personally, I think. Uh, but uh, they have sold, despite the number of bugs they have in the game, where uh, they have sold over a million copies, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Right? Um, but here's where I have a problem. And here's where I cannot decide um, whether I should hold uh, the say studios, the Warhorse studios, Warhorse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Studio in the same uh, level as Bethesda yeah. because of the Kickstarter, right? Here's the interesting part. If anyone has followed Kingdom Come since Kickstarter, you will know that in 2013, it was one of the biggest Kickstarters successfully to take place. Right? Okay. And then it got slowly delayed since uh, the original release date, I think, was somewhere. The alpha was supposed to come down somewhere in 2016, which got delayed slightly. And the game was supposed to release last year. It ended up releasing this year, which is still fine. Now, when it released this year, unfortunately, um, like, there are a lot of bugs. And... It's it's an understatement to say that there are a lot of bugs. Like there are literally progression halting bugs. Like uh, from uh, different people on Reddit, apparently. Like, uh... so here's the thing: in Kingdom Come Deliverance, for those who don't know, if you want to save the game, you have to go and uh, talk to a person to save the game, and you have to drink a beer kind of thing to k- quick save. Right? Basically, okay. cheers. Yeah. So here's the thing. Sometimes when you go and talk to talk to that person after a 15 minute or 20 minute run, you might find that person under the floor and un- unable to talk to him. <laughs> so bugs like that exist in this game. Wow. Okay. That, those are like old school bugs, man. Yeah. People <laughs> are comparing this to um, people are comparing this to Skyrim. People are comparing this to uh, Batman Arkham Knight, right? Uh, yeah. We know how Arkham Knight was handled. <laughs> yeah, that had a lot like, of bugs as game, well. That game. I nevertheless played a lot of it. It was pretty good. Yeah, even I played it. Here's here's where I'm coming at. Right. Okay. Um, Okay. okay, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, when it came out, there was a lot of bugs. Uh, There was an outcry. After the outcry, um, they took it off the store. They gave everyone free games. Like, if you bought uh, Arkham Knight, I do have all the five of the Batman games. You got all the previous Batman games? Because yeah. you bought the game. Um, and yeah. then it came back. Uh, so many fiascos. Later on, it survived, right? In the same manner, we see the Kingdom Come Deliverance with the same, almost similar amount of bugs selling over 1 million copies. What does this say about us as consumers? And this is a point what I'm trying to make. While at the same time, it's a very um, murky waters because... Kingdom Come Deliverance is not published by a large studio like Bethesda. They don't have a lot of money, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
they as far as i see they had to come out with this game because i think they ran out of money because they already as i said they were supposed to release the alpha of this game 2016 and then supposed to release the game last year it already got delayed uh, as far as i know by a year um so i feel sad for these guys that they couldn't they had to maybe release a game completely unfinished uh, or not properly Before tested production cycle yeah but at the same time this game sold 1 million copies at the current state uh, it gives a way for like very very weird conversations about uh in 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 different forums i go in like there are people talking about how we give slack to indian uh, indie developers and uh whereas if this was a game by bethesda we would be like all praises about it right. so the point here should not be that we should be able to compare without these few contexts that of one being an indie developer and one being a major publishing house uh like you should not just negate them you know and then come to some decision i think it matters when you're coming to some point of uh, co- community criticism or something of that sort you know that's kind of fine in my opinion but but you have to understand the game released in a manner where certain people could not like after a while if they had to save the game they could not save the game it had if they had to progress through a certain quest they had to shut down a yeah, game yeah obviously it makes and, sense to have a little more i guess in, in compared to what would have been good enough to result in some kind of a backlash so mm-hmm. yeah there, there is a point there there is a point okay my, like my relation with kingdom come deliverance i basically bought that game i played it for an hour and i like i what do you call it? I refunded, refunded. it. Yeah, you refunded like, it. That, yeah, that that's just because of my situation. Like I was like, I haven't played Witcher three hard softshot. It became a kind of a judgment, you know. What am I going to play end of the day? So I just refunded played. it for the time being. No, he hasn't played the hard softshot. Oh, okay, DLC. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm playing DLC right guy. now. That's the DLC I'm playing right now. You should play that. You should play yeah, that. Should. Yeah, play it's too good. It's too good. Exactly. So like, I was like, okay, fine. Now I've come. I've played one hour of this game, and I find that I'm going to put be putting my time in hard softshot anyways. So I'll refund it right now. If they fix all the bugs and everything, and they get the graphics a bit better, I would say. I mean, there's a certain issues with there also. I found. Then maybe I can reconsider to buy it later and play it later. Simple as that. You played one hour of it. What are your thoughts in that one? Um. I mean the sh- the concept is very engaging as a, a lover of history of like holy roman empire and everything that is what basically had me sold you know the idea of getting an rpg set in that time and to that end i think it did a pretty good job in getting that kind of feudalist villages and everything you know mm. but the like in in terms of technicalities intricacies and gameplay i found it very lacking like it's not a good game it is a great environment it is not a very good game that's about it mm-hmm. i just played one out those so like that's that's not a very conclusive opinion that i have on this game right so ratul yeah what are your thoughts well uh when i first heard about this game like i heard i had just learned about this like what towards the end of 2017 like a new game like i was looking out for the games of 2018 and i heard saw this game kingdom come deliverance checked out the features and the one thing that caught my eye is the level of immersion and, and mm-hmm. the yeah. graphics yeah, yeah. the environment it's really 
exactly the, the level of like its own combat system like i saw video on it i still didn't understand after watching that video it was it yeah, was unique exactly. in its own Definitely. way it was really good and i enjoyed yeah. it and i was actually looking forward to buying the game but then i saw all these articles saying there are a lot of bugs there are day one there, there are so many problems and all that so i was like okay fine so i don't have to necessarily buy it and play it on launch like i would love to play this game because i'm already focusing on witcher 3 and a lot of other you know, single player games out there but when you know of course still i haven't purchased the game yet i haven't played it but if they do fix their bugs i will end up playing it you know in the future yep. because in Same. like on yep. even in even on steam it like it came in my recommended because it says that i have played games similar to this and the similar games were games like skyrim and uh, the witcher 3 so i was like wow okay this is pretty cool let me just check it out and i didn't pre-order it though cuz i'm not a guy who goes in for the pre-order bonuses unless i'm a big fan of you know a particular franchise so that's why i went and this is like a first like the first time i'm entering like the warehouse studios i don't think i've played any of their previous wow. games before Yeah, they did not Sorry. exist as far as i know they did not exist before the kickstarter um they formed the um, studio for to make this particular game because they wanted an rpg that was set in medieval times that was accurate to history uh, that told historical set that was based around historical settings which is what kingdom come deliverance is by the way it yeah and yeah and, and i actually like I actually like that concept it was a brilliant concept that they brought out and i hope mm-hmm. they fix it i see i understand they're a very small time studio i hope they fix their uh, you know the bugs and all that because i would love to play the game and understand how that combat mechanics is because it it kind of reminds me of the old school hardcore rpgs back in 2000 early 2000s like uh, the I've, I've, i can't recall any particular names but there used to be a lot of rpgs which which actually had a very hard combat system and you know required you to grind a lot and make sure you're up to date and also if you wanted to save it you had to go to a particular point find like right. one book or something and save it there you couldn't save it on the go or you know you yeah, couldn't yeah, save it yeah. midway or stuff like that like the games of back then yeah. in the early 2000s like that oblivion was like that yeah oblivion, yeah, oblivion was like that Morrowind was kind of in between Oblivion and Skyrim like it was the stepping off point for Bethesda to make a new breed of RPGs that were more catered to the casual people mm-hmm. but yeah one thing about this game that like Kingdom Come Deliverance that interested me so much was the stealth like it's mm-hmm. very hard for an RPG game to get the stealth mechanics right and with this level of immersion towards the gameplay and the environment and how enemies react to what the player is doing i think if they fix the game stealth like this the stealth can be the only part that can make me go into this because everyone knows there hasn't been good stealth games in 5 10 years what are you saying we had a thief origins it's okay thief was pretty good Sorry, I... thief. Thief was pretty good. Thief. Uh, okay, but no, they... thief wasn't pretty good. What are you talking about? The recent one was bad. The recent one, yeah, it was okay-ish. Not yeah, let's bad. not get into that. Yeah, I'm not a stealth guy, man. I just if if see if there's no one if there's no one to witness anything, there's no witness. That's that's <laughs> like the hitman. Hitman email. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so my concluding topics for Kingdom Come Deliverance. Since so I was very hyped. Uh, when uh, they announced Kingdom Come Deliverance, particularly because I had just finished playing 
Witcher 2 by then, right? Okay. Also, uh, the, had, uh, the Kings. I had just seen also Skyrim. So they were uh, suggesting something with with a mix of Skyrim and uh, Witcher 2, but with no magic, no fantasy, um, uh, in a place of you know uh, historical accuracy. Uh, as far as I know, the story is based around Belgium or Bolivia. Mm, Bohemia, I think. Bohemia, yeah. Bohemia, yeah. So it was uh, based around the warring states around that um, um, around that time. In Bohemia, um, I will put a disc- uh, link to a, a different YouTube video which explains the entire historical accuracy of this game, so mm-hmm. you can check it out la- later. Definitely. But yeah, I I am just slightly disappointed because when they came out, uh, I I don't even know if I should be disappointed because no, I'm in no, a uh, crossroad. Um, not even that. I think we have an like like every other RPG game coming up. We have modders working on that, so. <laughs> Already, the gaming community is not willing to let go of this game. Like, so, yeah, I mean, here's yeah. the thing. No, you're go saying, on. you're saying, go, go, go. So, here's the thing. I understand that modders are coming in. I understand that um, um, the game will be eventually patched and fixed and all of that. My problem is that uh, is regularly, re- no, no, regularly games are releasing to a point where they are not playable on day one. Uh, day one, there are patches like 20 GB, 20. which is what uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance had. I mean, you can associate that problem with a, the si- the rapid advancement we are seeing in the size and the technicality is that itself are part of the game. Maybe like the studios haven't been able to get themselves to the level where they can really deliver. Maybe, maybe. I agree. I understand where you're coming from. But like, um, so... I am go. I am willing to give these guys a uh, more of a lenient Levy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, judgment because like they haven't really made a game. They are not really a big studio like Warner Brothers, where uh, you know I was truly enraged when something like Batman Arkham Knight came out, and I wanted to play it on day one. And even after you know a studio like Warner Brothers bringing out a game, and um, um, it it came out. Very, very badly on launch day. I am just mm-hmm. upset that I, I just hope that this is not becoming a trend, but slowly mm-hmm. it like inevitable, right? This is, yeah, exactly, important. exactly. Yeah, so just... any any concluding words, Ratul? You were saying something, yeah. So, we were talking about mods, mods. like, I actually yeah. remember reading an article where I think the same guys who made the Total War Attila mod. Right, like a complete overhaul. I forgot which game they made it for, but the same modding team did announce that they are working on a Game of Thrones style, like the entire Game of Thrones. I'm not sure if they're following the book lore. Yeah, right. I heard about that as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're following which lore they're going to be following the TV show or the books. Because let's face it, those two have gone in two different paths. But whatever it is, it'll be insanely good. You know, given with the amount of immersion Kingdom Come Deliverance has to offer with the story mm-hmm. of, you know, Game of Thrones. And I, I mean, I don't want to put down the Kingdom Come Deliverance story because it's historically accurate. But think of it like a fantasy where you're just walking and suddenly a dragon comes and burns everything. Or you're playing as Jamie Lannister, you're charging at the dragon only to be knocked out by Bronn and who saves your life. That'd be pretty cool, if you ask me. I think a lot of people genuinely want Game of Thrones video game. And I think... Um, modding it to Kingdom Come Deliverance will, is very viable. So interesting, definitely something interesting. Speaking of mods, speaking of uh, games looking different, let's go on to our next topic. 
a game that I have been play I have played a lot of times. It's probably one of the few racing games I have played a lot of times. I've played this Burnout game Paradise. too. Yep, that that yeah. game, man. Like, I like before you start. Let me just give my experience first. Like, I'm a short-tempered person. Burnout Paradise is a game which allows you to take one mean ass. Badass looking car and smash other mean ass cars off the map or into bits and pieces. So that was like my way of venting out, you know, back during you know college days. It was good stuff. So, it was so good I, fun. I I have like um, two kinds of racing games that I like, or two kinds of car games that I like. One of them would be games like Burnout Paradise, where you can race and then smash cars, and then you can see the cars, you know. crumble into yeah like small things <laughs> call me a sadist but i like seeing that no, no i i i actually enjoyed watching that as well don't worry and and a second and the I second like how we are going to be talking about how video games cause violence next yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's after let's, let's see that for the next topic yeah yeah uh um, yeah, go ahead but the other game i like is um, twisted metal i don't know how many of you played this hey, what's it called again Twisted Metal. Twisted. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. I've heard of it. I think you're the one. Same one. Only... If Udit was here, he would be jumping right now. It was on PC as well in 2000. Metal One, Two was there on PC. Right. Okay. The premise of that game is every car has a gun on it, and you basically shoot other people. Oh, I remember. No I remember playing this on my friend's console. That's like a death race kind of. Yeah, yeah, thing. It, it is. It's like it's in a circular. Race, put it in a big arena, and then you can blow shit up. You can yeah, blow other <laughs> I, I remember that. Tower, uh, you can blow up the Eiffel Tower and it will fall and it will create a. So it had the battlefield mechanics uh, long before battlefield existed. Yeah, revolution. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, revolution. You, you, you don't drop Eiffel Tower in battlefield. That was Call of Duty, though. Whatever. Um. So Burnout Paradise Remaster is coming. Who's hyped? I mean, like I mean, the only some game that kind of fits in the genre like this that I've played is like Road Rash, you know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's over it. A new game called Road Redemption also. Yeah, you should check it nah. out if you're a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, we so, made a video on this, right? So here's the interesting part. Even though the remaster is coming out, people who have seen the game trailer for the remaster. Hardcore people who have been playing Burnout Paradise till date are saying that the game looks not as good as the mods make it look. <laughs> oh <Okay>. wow! <laughs> We were just talking about modding a couple of minutes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So apparently, uh, while Burnout Paradise remaster does look good, um, it's basically yeah. high resolution. The textures have been um, brought up and everything. But uh, if you are into modding, I. Um, everyone saying that just go and mod the game; it will look better. So okay. that's that's an interesting thing to come out. It's like seeing Skyrim remaster coming right again. <laughs> yeah, it, th- that's the same thing. Even people would uh, like, why get Skyrim Special Edition when you can just mod the living fuck out of the actual game from five years ago and still get better performance? Yes. Better performance, better graphics, everything. Yeah. Like Bethesda cannot even achieve that level of immersion. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just a uh, like flyby topic. I thought I'd pick because Burnout Paradise is something of a favorite racing game of mine, and I don't really. Mm-hmm. And there haven't been any good racing games in the recent times other than Forza, which I won't play because Windows. Uh, crew was good. Crew, crew was good. I mean, it got good. A lot of people said Crew One was pretty sad, but people are waiting for Crew Two more because it involves all. Listen, vehicles. I played Crew One. 
crew one was not good particularly because again i like seeing cars smash and when in crew you have smashed to another you just go and yeah. just stop it's like going back to road rash days when nothing would happen when you hit the car yeah um, so, so, yeah. so basically like explosion it's not just explosion you know that realistic physics a realistic grand theft auto some, some amount of feedback when you smash a fast moving car to another car you're not just supposed to bump it and like oh the car just moved 2 cm back everything is fine no windows has been smashed <laughs> i i just don't understand that that's particularly why i like burnout paradise so yeah i think i played it on ps2 not sure burnout paradise yeah it was on ps2 it was on pc it was on psp Yeah, um, PSP. Yeah. I played a lot. Also, yeah. Uh, so I'm like the entire Burnout franchise, except for Burnout Paradise. Like, actually, Burnout Paradise was the only one on the PC. Uh, Everything else was on the PlayStation or Xbox. Ah, uh, maybe I... not Paradise, but I guess I'd played some iteration of it on PS. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So okay, moving on speaking to the next. Of, speaking of burning thing, but moving on. on to the next topic that. Uh, Uh, Ratan will be familiar with because he played it yesterday uh, yeah. on the channel. Metal Gear Survive wants you to pay to save. <laughs> like legit, I saw this article and I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, and this is yesterday when I was right about to stream, and I'm like, didn't I post this article like on the Asikas chat a couple of days back, and I started laughing, and everyone. There is just two days, but two three days back, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it was so bad. So like, here's the thing. as much as people are getting angry at konami games like unity had one save score so yeah. let me just remind you of yeah. that <laughs> so now go on god save that so yeah. you played you played uh, metal gear survive for some time yesterday yes i did at, uh, yes. the yeah. facebook page what are your thoughts on it well i played the game i will say this you cannot like most games when they have a co-op mode and a single player mode you're allowed to play them from the beginning like you shouldn't have any trouble you know grinding your like you shouldn't have any trouble in terms of levels but after playing yesterday i kind of found out that you got to play the single player like at least for a good maybe 5 6 hours to gain a good level in order to play co-op at a very nice place because if you notice yesterday we were actually facing off high level opponents like high level uh, enemies all at level 20 and we were completely underfarmed right like i see like if you Damn. if you were watching the stream <laughs> yesterday we actually had so much trouble like we just had a pipe spear and a machete and we were fighting these mo- uh, monsters who were level 20 and normally if they were level 1 monsters it would be like two jabs and they are dead but this we we spent like 2 minutes to kill one guy and luckily we were able to finish one wave with the help of a level 15 person and that person had like everything like weapons guns what not she like probably, that, that yeah that probably po- just bought it at the store no no, no i mean Less. that po- you you never know but that person actually knew how to play because that person came up behind the zombies and kind of took them out you know stealth takedowns for faster kills so that person knew how to play and we were actually carried in that so so your opinion is the game even fun i mean i'm i've never played a metal gear solid i mean i never played any metal gear game is the game life. fun in general like is it a fun game i mean it would be fun if we had four people with just the with, I... yeah if we had the full four man co-op squad it would be fun like in a land party setup it would definitely be a lot of fun So saying the fun would be like 
if there are people but not the game itself <laughs> pretty <laughs> much yeah i mean you can't play it solo man like if if you want to play the co-op if you want to actually do the wave defense thing you got to do it with a group friends no, no, no. speaking I mean, speaking of the solo part i actually did that like uh, played, uh, just solo so game. yeah so right before release there was a uh, beta launch for survive i installed it and probably played it like for 5 to 10 minutes and immediately uninstalled it because it was so fucking boring like i don't know what konami <laughs> was thinking but this is metal gear is meant Like they completely missed the point of everything Metal Gear. Okay. Like, it it should have died with Metal Gear Solid Five properly done, not the like copy. So like copy. One of one of one of the reasons why, as far as I know, why Metal Gear Solid, uh, why why Metal Gear Survive was even made, was primarily because, and this is from articles way back ranging in two thousand fourteen fifteen, mind you, uh, primarily because Kojima had spent a lot of money. making the engine for metal gear solid 5 right yeah the fox um, the fox engine and after he left they didn't have anything to do with it and they had already spent millions of dollars into that so they were like why not just make another game that's how as far as i know metal gear survived mm-hmm. into today other than the passion that, driving the games making itself let yeah, alone the game itself having money to make up for pachinko games god damn it they're already making pachinko yeah games. make more Don't just ruin the franchise. So, passing news again, like for those of you who follow uh, the gaming industry and the gaming actors, Troy Baker has been confirmed in Death Stranding. In a recent, I like, I like how the topics are getting interconnected because Kojima. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I do it. Like when Udit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go. Let's let's not blow it. Okay. And also, Arna, please come a little closer to the mic. Let's get into the topic. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was saying that when Udit isn't around, thing flows into. That's like, the topic. That's not the topic. Yeah, that's not the topic. topic. Is, like you're going off topic Troy. right now. But yeah, Troy Baker is making a comeback for not comeback, but he's confirmed for Death Stranding. There's a tweet out uh, for it. We'll put post the link below. We'll put an image somewhere here, not in my face, somewhere else. Like maybe Shoham's face. That's fine. <laughs> uh more pressing matter something that i want to discuss and something i've been for some time now like the last 2 3 days so if you've been following world politics you know that there has been a bad uh, incident that happened last week which was a parkland school shooting okay yeah and, yeah and everyone uh, so here's a little just about um the us government the us scene the us uh, how the politics works there US is one of the few countries right now where uh, you can buy firearms even if you're mm-hmm. like 18 plus you can just go and walk in and buy a fire- firearm um mm-hmm. the shooter that uh, went ahead and killed 17 people in Parkland school and injured 14 others i think bought mm-hmm. a firearm legally at the age of 19 and this was an AR 15 rifle not even which... that he bought a semi automatic gun he bought an attachment or a modification to turn it into full auto and then did the crime yeah whatever so um it's all legally available and this is legally available you might wonder how is how are weapons of war like fully automatic uh, automatic weapons um available for civilians it's primarily because um why So what? Yeah, so I'm dead out. Um <laughs> okay. but yeah, 
primarily available because of a organization called the NRA, which yeah. is the National Rifle Association, which basically funds uh, political political parties on both sides. Right, both the it's a lobbying. The, uh, it's a lobbying. Or the gun lobby, you know. Yeah, they basically pick it stuff. They hold protests. They do different things when. Uh, they so control influence on the politics. Gun reform, to right? be in favor of them. Since politicians are getting paid uh, by NRA, mm. they cannot directly point at guns for the violence that has been occurring in school shootings and mass shootings across. So now, here's an interesting twist, and here's where it gets more relevant to our podcast. Politicians across US right now are blaming video games for mass shootings. From Trump, and I know we are like people make fun of Trump, but he's like the prime. Uh, he's like the president of. He's the leader the of the country. Yeah. So he, it's it's very. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very important thing that he's saying something like this. From Trump mm. to Mark Rubio and several other uh, politicians who are. In mostly in the Republican side, are talking about how video games are causing violence and how video games are responsible for school shootings, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's 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 2018. We're back at uh, 2002. <laughs> I remember when we were playing San Andreas, and then we had stories about how video games cause violence, and I yeah, saw it get shut down. Right. And now we're making a comeback. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure Bin Laden back in his days totally used to like. You no, know, but bro- here's the interesting thing. Bro- you guys cut. Yeah, you, you guys. Yeah, you guys. Okay, we can cut you now. Yeah. So, so on, here's the interesting part. But uh, when when Bin Laden was there, like a lot of newspapers actually news outlets actually wrote about how he had video games. An anime at his place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually. Like, can you imagine Bin Laden being an anime weeb lord? But, but imagine, imagine how this is even relevant information. How does it matter <laughs> what a terrorist does in his free time, right? Uh, it, it's, it's just, it's just sad to see. Um, I mean, they just want a scapegoat that doesn't a gun. I mean, uh, Sometimes earlier, it, it, it used to be. Right? Yeah, if, obviously, they don't have any conclusive data on to support See, their claim that there's a correlation, there's a causation between people playing video games and then getting violent. But but my problem so, is, but my but my problem is, these are people who are leaders. Even if you consider, they have influence. Yeah, even if you consider the fact that most Republicans and uh, Trump is an idiot, you cannot counter the fact that they influence millions of people across Obviously. the globe. Obviously, yeah, yeah. not, yeah. not just not just US, not just US. I have people from. I have people from. Can you see me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I have people from uh, India. I have people from Kolkata telling me about how. Uh, gun reform in a place like uh, US isn't uh, is cannot happen, but video games might actually be the problem simply because it is coming from the words of politicians. Simply because it is coming from people like Trump. And where do you see this uh, going in in a place like India? Let's keep it relevant to our local geography. Um, I think like that's too big a geographical like level. Blame every other thing for the problems in the country mm-hmm. than themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, so, I would... Like, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen any like 
people have been telling me that there's some problem with you playing video games that will cause you to be violent. So I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm drawing a blank here, literally. Ratul, what are your thoughts? I mean, same, dude. Like, I, I, I mean, for me, the only time like I was called out for like you know a negative playing video games in a negative way was oh why are you so addicted? I mean, they it was never about you know being violent or the violence. Yeah, yeah exactly. Violence yeah, never came into the have... picture with me. Maybe that's yeah, how exactly, I was raised. Exactly. Like you know that maybe my parents knew that it's like maybe they were all well educated. They knew that it won't like video games didn't cause violence, but. Uh, I mean, they just told me, "Don't play too much; you'll get addicted, and somebody gonna right, get hurt right. real bad." Or so you know, stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, so I had a similar experience. Uh, but before I go into my Arnab, what are your thoughts? Uh, you, I know for a fact, have seen several people who I know. Blame In, video games. And again, from Kolkata itself, like yeah. I would say that it. If it's not video games, then the scapegoat. In this case, I know, like everyone of us have read the articles and everything. if it's not video games it's going to be mental health like these two are the only two scapegoats that the mental like, health is what the left the left of america says yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah actually it's actually. not relevant to our discussion right yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's kind of like a, but i'm just saying like these are the two scapegoats that people can find regards to like what in the current political graph if you were to say yeah, yeah. so uh, like in that very sense i've had like way back in the days when i started playing games more ardently uh, people came up to me and like oh my god why violent like why always shooting kind of games and everything like i don't have a preference i just play games because i like them mm-hmm. but i don't know for some reason people always attach this issue like if you play violent video games you will become a violent person no like if that was true for an entertain for an entertainment medium the same could be said about movies the same could be said about like tv shows like i don't know if you guys follow that but india is primarily a consumer of these like shows uh, crime shows like crime patrols they're <laughs> completely ridiculous if you look at the content i know it's meant for raising awareness but It's completely ridiculous from the point of view of a content. See, see, see. As far as uh, serious like CID go, they started with the objective of awareness. They went far, far different far path from, from the objective long back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's be, it's become a farce right now. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, coming back to the politicians blaming video games, why I think it is more is because. Right now, we have politicians already going after movies. We have politicians going after TV serials. We have politicians going after in India, in different forms of art. Why I see this as a problem is because, uh, despite everything in happening in India, happening in US, India is a very strong political ally for US, right? Um, and I think like once video games, like Ratul will know this, like with the video game industry in India is to grow. at almost 200 uh in the next 3 4 years yeah easily right easily. yeah and that's that's the minimum benchmark we are taking right now because we know for a fact that a boom is coming my fear is as this boom comes you know uh there will be different politicians different uh, leaders not just politicians leaders uh, thought leaders influential leaders who will be going after video games as a 
scapegoat for the various amounts of problems uh, that are being faced in real life. Like mm-hmm. you can just have okay. Salman Khan going about. Mm-hmm. I killed that person because GTA 5 inspired me. Yeah, that that's GTA sick. GTA 5 inspired me to drive on the sidewalk. I, I played uh, I played late I played latest Need for Speed. Sir, I want to try drift, but no, I ran over someone. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I, I, something I, I can add now. Like, oh. Okay. Um, I around I think this time last year it was announced that Devendra hmm. Fadnavis, the chief minister of Maharashtra, was going to be. In support of gaming in the sense that they are going to uh, state sponsor a certain uh, what do you call it? studios and stuff that work within Maharashtra. So in right. that sense, we had a progressive kind of feel as far yeah. as complete technicalities go regarding yeah. that instance. Nevertheless, uh, firstly, we need to understand that attacking the entertainment industry has been a very conservative opinion that a lot of people hold. Like the the the. There are a lot of conspiracies regarding Hollywood wanting to have complete control over the minds of youngsters to make them liberal. And yeah, that's yeah. not even like a Alex Jones conspiracy. You have a lot of conservative commentators like Ben Shapiro. Fox, Fox News. Yeah, Fox News is one of the biggest proponents uh, of the Hollywood uh, thing. Yeah. 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 Now, coming to India, there, there is a certain trend, if you see, within... Uh, the BJP and the Congress to be very youth supportive, youth friendly in all of their motives currently. I would, I doubt they will catch video games as their scapegoat. I, I, I would disagree with that. I would disagree there. Congress, when, like, when BJP started their elections um, in 2014-15, like the campaigns mm-hmm. and everything, they were mm-hmm. uh, youth centric. Today, they are far less youth centric than whatever Congress is trying with their limited budget right now. Okay. But yeah, I understand where you're going after. I still do think that this is an issue because um, we have politicians blaming video games for mass shootings. We have had like this was two weeks ago. We were discussing about how uh, different agencies around the world were uh, uh, putting video games in the same place as mental disorders, right? Uh, how video mm-hmm. games people can become mm-hmm. addicted. Your game, how there is a thing well, first thing that we need to understand here is that we are we we four people are absolutely going to have are going to have absolutely no influence over the discussion. Like if one politician decides to say it one day, it will just go in one way or the another, you know. Especially in India. So mm-hmm. like that being said, what we need to discuss is whether that event itself will happen in the first place. No. And I think it won't. That's my idea of it. Simply because mm-hmm. they wouldn't afford to go against something that is so widespread. They, they, yeah. they, they it will, it's a vote bank, you know, essentially. I, I, I would f- be really surprised. But it is if not they so really... widespread in India, right? Uh, it right will now, be, as you're saying, right? A 300% increase. They will definitely hmm. work on the basis of vote. They will not work on the basis or uh, some stance that they have ideologically on which they will therefore not attack video games. I, I doubt That's that will happen. That's just my idea of this, though. Ratul, are you scared? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Like, come on, man. I, I don't want, like, see, I make, I make this, you know, I make gaming content for a living, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's why it scares me a lot. This is something also I would like to talk about. As gaming Get more politically active, that's it. No, no, no. It, as gaming becomes more, bigger and bigger, 
one thing I don't think people understand how gaming will become big in India is that not uh, consumers of gaming will not necessarily be, necessarily be playing video games. One of the reasons why video games is so popular in places like Europe, US, China, South Korea it's is because it's, it's because it's a spectator thing. A lot of people don't play video games, but watch video games. Yeah. Right? Uh, a considerable amount of uh, a lot of people's times who, who consider themselves as video gamers will go and watch video games, right? So this effect affects content creators, this affects consumers as well. In India, uh, we have had politicians actively go after movies, actively go after art, uh, active, actively yeah. go after yeah. different kinds yeah, of content. When gaming creators. becomes a big thing, they're going to come yeah. after us. But uh, you need to keep I, in I mind like that the people who are going after the entertainment industry in India are the fringes of radical politics you know it will never be the mainstream people who truly will be able to control the debate within modern urban india and truly be able to have influence because as you see the liberal urban centers that we have in india which are currently going to be the future as you can say they certainly are very pro freedom of speech freedom of expression and the padmavat controversy itself is a good example of that that's yeah so, with, given that context, like see, 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 is not going to influence the video see, game see, discussion here's the, tomorrow. So here's the interesting part: when um, fringe groups go after something like Padmavat, they cannot touch the director simply because he is from Bollywood. Bollywood is a huge fucking agency, not just in India, in, in the entire world. Right? When gaming will grow slowly, uh, fast, or however you say. We do not have unions. We do not have agencies to back us up. There is a talks of there have been talks of government agencies for esports openings in the last three four years, and now we have heard two two three days ago that Ucipher uh, founder Ronnie Screwala might be also going after opening a sort of esports federation in India, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not something we're looking forward to, but never mind. But 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 but. <laughs> do not have that any kind of support in a bigger manner in India where you can actually counter if you know fringe groups do come after us and they will but they will not have as much impact as we would say we'll be able to really have some kind of an after effect where the industry will be affected they will just be screaming at the edges is my point I, I would disagree to that mm-hmm. see if, if I've seen anything both from the left and right people try to target uh, the minorities and for the yeah. moment, gamers are a minority in the entertainment industry. There will not the be industry. anything so great. It, that, that, the stance it's of still, us being... It's still, it's still a growing industry that's, you know, it's it's small population. See, the problem is fringe groups going after these things is the fact that fringe groups get supported by people who have a shared agenda. Like, you can see, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can see in our current context, like in the Padmavat context you just mentioned, yeah. our current government, like central yeah. government, basically yeah. just took turned a blind eye towards the entire debacle yeah. fiasco and they just let it pass. Yeah. The entire riots and everything, they just happened right under no, the central government. Exactly, exactly. And this is my point B. The main heads, the people, the elites of the BJP, as we are now talking about, will not attack because it's very precisely recognize that it is a vote bank that will in turn have effects on their elections next chapter within the urban liberal centers. And the same mm-hmm. thing will happen with gaming, where you will have fringe, fringe groups shouting, but the main people will recognize their vote bank and will not speak whatsoever. 
that's it that's my entire argument there you know okay. yeah, it's valid yeah it's valid hmm. so should we continue with this uh, i i'm personally scared because i thought like it i thought all of this would have ended 10 years back i heard rumors <laughs> of that's that's too optimistic i guess yeah like mm-hmm. i i've been playing violent video games since forever and i still haven't shot up any school. <laughs> and i still hate my school because for like preference but, but, but i haven't shot it up so so the thing why i am scared is um primarily because we saw an end to politicians blaming video games for one thing or the other i think it's making a comeback slowly and i think it might um seep into india as the indian industry grows and that's yep. not good that, that's definitely a possibility and, and that will definitely happen we'll join the international discussion definitely let's keep it in mind that this if it happens like if this entire movement against gaming actually gains any traction it will happen right at off the heels of net neutrality end in us mm. so we might just see a very significant shift we'll certainly face the repercussions US. of the discussion happening in us but i wouldn't say as strongly as you guys are expecting it that's it think hmm. fine ratul any points nah, nothing let's add? skip this no please <laughs> cool take it let's boy is scared let's move on just... <laughs> <laughs> your content uh, the governments are coming after your content No. Okay, at no, least it's, it's okay. We'll it's okay. We'll protect you, Ram. It's okay if you're copywriting <laughs> it. Just don't block the video worldwide. That's all. I mean, let people see it at least. <laughs> the first thing they're going to do is that you're going to take this off. Oh, oh no! <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, we have just two more topics. Two more things we have to discuss. New games. So I am going to change up the format of whatever Udit used to do with selling video games and this that which I selling regularly won, which I regularly won over and over again. You just took part in one sure. of them. Sure you did. I won one. We had we had three of those. Yeah, we yeah. had three of those in which I think Trilokesh cheated on one. Trilokesh basically scammed us. Yeah, he basically was chind. Like I'll tell you in the words, chindi, chindi. Like, like I'm not gonna he pay you a penny. Exactly. Right. I got it. That's a good tactic, though. Uh, but again, we are just going to take. See, it works. Yeah, but you it don't works. have to be a cheap, a cheaper for it. Anyway, uh, going, <laughs> going, going uh, to the new topic. This one. Um, the idea is we will each recommend a video game. Um, that we are looking recommend something other because this is a gaming podcast even though we talk about politicians all day long <laughs> yeah that was our longest segment anyway continue carry on my friend yeah um we're going to recommend a game each of us uh, okay. i will start because i and i will not take the mainstream game which i know arnav will want to talk about uh, i will talk about a simple game today an early access game it's called rise to ruins rats if you can show the gameplay in screen that would be nice later cool. uh, but rise to ruins is an, it's an uh, early access title that's available right now it's been uh, in early access for 2 3 years now and it has one of the it's one of the best rts games i've played in a long time it's actually a uh, very retro the graphics isn't much but you played the you alpha, played... right? huh you played the alpha right on the beta it's in access right now Okay, okay. Yeah, I have bought it. Uh, it's a circle planet game which you're showing, right? Huh? No, 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 no. That is that is that is the universe sim. That is a different game. 
ஆமா Uh, you will love this game. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone can see that. I don't know, we can't read it. God damn it. Yeah, nobody can see <laughs> it. Get a marker next time. <laughs> it said uh, on okay. paid DLC or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no paid no DLC, paid DLC to, to unlock, unlock me. <laughs> Are you recording? Oh, it's like a recurrent me. Camera, you have to turn it around. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's rise to ruins. But rise oh, to yeah. ruins. Go check it out. It's a game sim- uh, that... is a callback to old school rts old school god games you cannot control any of the units you can build the um, buildings and then you can assign workers there each unit has an rpg mechanic they will grow in so this like spellforce huh this is not like spellforce in spellforce you can kind of remind me of popular i mean you you literally just mentioned settlers and rpg that is precisely what spellforce amounts to so this is not rpg This is I I said settlers and uh tower defense tower defense. defense oh okay okay right. okay so uh and basically you cannot control any of the characters but each of the characters has a different like they will levels they have different yeah. characteristics etc etc right and you have to build houses you have to make sure and this is a very very vast game i've played a lot of uh, tower defense games in general but this is probably the most complex ones complex one i have played till date period there is okay. uh you have to actually build the towers build your entire i'm like for example you build your bow tower then you have to build um uh, your bow tower needs ammunition right so you need to build a lumber mill you need to build a uh bowyer who will make the ballistics arrows and then from the lumber mill uh, characters have to carry the wood to the bowyer they have to mm-hmm. make the bow and then uh it has to go up to the i see Mm-hmm. at our and so on right and it's it's so complex it's so fun it has similar uh, uh mechanics as some games like minecraft and terraria in the sense that in the daytime you're supposed to build in the nighttime monsters will attack you right mm-hmm. it's easily one of the best early access games i have played so go check it out it's available for 500 bucks right now on steam so worth the time yeah that's okay. my suggestion uh, i don't know i don't know hmm i want to suggest biomutant but it's not out but if you guys have been following biomutant like a uh, recent article said that the weapon combos and the spells and everything in the game the entirety of it kind of gives you an opportunity to have over 500000 combinations of attacks which is incredible i would suggest but not the correct word i can't even find a word But if you guys want to play a game that is out currently, go check out the new uh, Discovery or History mode that Assassin's Creed Origins just came up with. It's probably like what seventy-five minutes long, and it takes you all across Egypt so, and gives you a history lesson or something like so, that. So, so you brought that up. I haven't actually checked that out, but like, does the history mode 
go uh, auto is it like a video i don't know if it's auto or anything i have to check it out myself to i will do that tonight but i was very interested to see that assassin's creed like, was taking a step back towards a very different aspect of gaming like mm-hmm. we've all we've all seen those memes we've all speak taught us the taught us about history yeah, yeah. now it's actually doing that and like yeah, i don't think assassin's creed ever was very historically accurate right It wasn't historically it accurate, wasn't but accurate. it would take scenes and events from certain historical timelines and add them to the narrative, right? Were, the people who were assassinated, some of them were actually. So, killed. so let me talk to, about Assassin's Creed. I played since Assassin's Creed Two. One of the most historically accurate things that they, they did every time in Assassin's Creed game was build the environment, right? The environment. Okay. okay. You can talk about the story about how it being fiction as much as you like, whatever, and mm-hmm. you're not wrong. there but the environments were like on spot right i remember okay. um, playing assassin's creed 2 and then going in google, google searching different places in italy different places in rome and they like almost as accurate and it, it's just a sense of you know understanding through the game uh, that you're it's it's not just it's, it goes beyond the game and yeah and i think like assassin's creed again recently like yesterday i saw the trailer like the new dlc curse of the pharaohs right it yeah. just came out and assassin's creed just be, the developers basically just said fuck it and dropped the entire realism aspect in like they threw it out of the window but to, to be fair and, uh, didn't uh, assassin's creed unity also have like a fantasy dlc yeah they had yeah, a fan yeah. they had a they had a sci-fi dlc where people traveled time no that was that was no, that was in the game planet. That was yeah. one of the mechanics in the game, like the glitch, glitch in the animals, like we right. see. But yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it took me to like, Paris during World War Two with the Nazis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So really... that is, Assassin's Creed usually does that, but you know, for this, I thought personally, I thought that Origins would touch up on the mysticism part of Egypt, like mm-hmm. where we see Anubis and all these extremely cool gods just coming. Mythological out. fact. Yeah, but they yeah. didn't happen. But in this DLC, they just said "fuck it" and just jumped out of the window and said, okay. "Let's do something completely weird." Yeah, yeah. Enter the realm of the Valley of the Kings. Is there? It's an entirely new area where the ships. If you don't believe it, the ships are actually traveling on ground in a grass field. Ah, right, right. Looked yeah. cool. It yeah. looked extremely cool. I'm kind of waiting for it. I didn't think that Assassin's Creed would be this good, but it's turning out to be a pretty good game. It's But okay. Right. I, I am more of a lore person and a story yeah, person. Yeah, like that side. Me, thora disappointment. Uh, yeah, but Assassin's Creed uh, overall keeping up with the traditions. They have completely disregarded the modern day setting again. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. that. But do try the new content. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Rathom. So, yeah. Okay. No. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. Uh, my game you. is one that is actually. Do I get to recommend old games? I mean, not very old. Recommend Dota. Nah, not Dota. Obviously, come on. So there's this game called The Swapper. Anyone here knows Slater? The Swapper. Yeah. Yeah. The Swapper. Yeah. It is okay. So I'm basically a big fan of puzzle games, and I think Swapper is by far one of top three. puzzle games i've ever played so it essentially boils down to one person you can make clones of him four four at a time and then you have to uh, use some certain mechanics within the game to get orbs the orbs unlock a certain gateways and it takes you forward 
the entire idea behind the setting is that you are an astronaut in who is going about a faculty a research faculty on the philosophy of mind so you've got like quotes from ludwig wittgenstein then there's david chalmers and daniel dennett of course you will write something like this <laughs> it's amazing but like okay so the entire idea is that you take their biggest creation and then scattered all around this faculty are quotes from all these people and how they and then yeah, there are certain like, quotes discovers a quote he's like having an orgasm he's like <laughs> <laughs> okay and, and, but 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 you're so amazing but so in this game firstly the uh, physics are insanely good for every level i it, i i took nearly 2 hours to complete this game there are around 40 puzzles i would say and each of them you take your enta- your good time you know to just figure everything out and then mm-hmm. moving across with like there are spaces with zero gravity then mm-hmm. and okay so basically they make this machine from two okay this kind of enters a little spoiler i can i can't spoil um so okay. these researchers they made this machine which can clone you and then it's the mind and the like i and i'm losing i'm getting i'm running out of words here just play the game yeah seriously you play you study philosophy how are you running out It's okay it's okay sure. it happened like, it 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 ended up being what they say uh, spoilers for the game but yeah okay one one part i was saying like so everywhere scattered around the map are uh, what do you call records of the people on how they worked towards it and all the debates they had and that's just really actual exciting records? so so yeah actual records so basically you mean uh, like actual records of someone like uh, Uh, David Chalmers and Daniel Dennett are having a big discussion across the entire game on how they should conduct the performance and how they should go about to make this gadget which is ultimately falls in the hand of the hero. Okay. Across the entire game. It's really nice. It's really 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 nice. Basically a game about how in space you can't meme. What the no. hell? What the fuck? This is a really good puzzle game, and if you have if you have a decent understanding of how the today's topics on philosophy with the mind goes, it will be an absolute feast for you. That's it. Nishom will grow up to be someone like Hank Green, <laughs> like writing tween uh, novels. Tween no, I will never do that. Anyways, Rahul, heart fluttered. Like, like see that? Oh wait, see that face. Yeah, we almost lost no, no. Soham. Soham, Soham blacked out because like his heart fluttered and stuff. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That see. Okay, anyway, that's about it for me. The soap, so check it soap. out. It's on PS4, Xbox. And oh, is it on Xbox? I think it's on the PS4. Udit has played it. He it's also it. on the PC. I just checked it's on Steam. Yeah, it's on PC. Obviously, I played it on Steam. Yeah. How much is it? For 79. It, I I got it for free, but yeah. For 79. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay, Ratul, your turn. All right. So my game. I mean, I know Arnab is probably going to go full hate mode for it. I'm hundred percent sure. But see, okay. So it's, he's not going. To, he's going to go full hate game, hate hate mode. Not on the game, but on the person who was behind it, right? So I'm talking about the game that came out last week. It's called Fee or Fay or Fear as the developers call it. So it's an indie game by Zoink Games and it is a part of the EA Originals program. Ah right 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 I saw right. you guys play it. Yeah so I uh-huh. th- that game is 
I, I kid you not, when I saw the gameplay trailer, I was like, damn, this reminds me of Abzu, right? And Abzu was like, you know, almost like, a, you know, Abzu is like, you just play the game, you just take the guy, just go around and just, you, there's not much puzzle involved, but this is like a proper 3D puzzle platformer. And there was, there's so much of color in that game. It's good. It's like, also the story is kind of vague. Like you only get to know about the stories by seeing all these, you know, murals around the world, uh, getting to know about it. So you play as this little creature uh, who's also, who's called Fae or Fee or Fear. I mean, that's what people are still debating over what's the pronunciation of the name of the game. The publishers, the developers say it's Fear, but a lot of uh, fans call it either yeah, Fae or Fee. Right, it's it's available on Origin for fifteen hundred bucks. Yes, for an indie game, it is pretty expensive, but Damn. it is an insane game to play. Like it is colorful. It's got like a, I think five to six hours of uh, playtime, and it is just so it's just so fun to play. And also the story is pretty it's beautiful. Five hours of playtime and fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know. See, it, it, I I like the A original thing. Like, have you, uh, Ras, have you played uh, Entangled or Tangled, whatever that game did. that was? That came out two years ago. Right? Yeah, from yeah. EA. And EA, ha- that game was a complete, like, it looked like an indie game. It was beautiful. It was an indie game. The one with, the, u- the, one with the unicorn, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the horse. No, no, it was the guy, it was the game where you, and every time you walked forward, a little bit of your thread would go out. Yeah, oh, okay. So, like, it, you, it, you should try that game out. It's really nice. It has a really pretty aesthetic, like you mentioned, as so, he has. But, but, but I would su- see, again, but I would suggest Faye because one, it is pretty new. It's also pretty good, right? See, aside from EA Originals, the price and all that, when you're playing this game, it's, it's, it's actually really good. It is very calming and soothing. Like, I wouldn't mind just getting back into the game, just jump playing with the guy and jumping around and all that. Yes, and the game also uses the mechanics of singing. So you got to sing to the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, like so, for example, I'll give you an example. So if you're playing on the keyboard or the controller, right, you got to connect with the animals and various elements in the forest, right? So you got to connect with them. So I think in the controller, you had to hold right trigger to kind of form the connection. Oh, you have to hold control. Right? Like, yeah, you have yeah. to actually sing. Yeah, so, for, so for the what mom... <laughs> So with, so with the, with the mouse, so let's okay. Let's take the keyboard keyboard mouse schematic. With the mouse, you right click to form the connection, and then you got to move the mouse up and down, like either in a gentle fashion to kind of you know sync both the voices. So basically, this little creature is learning how to sing the various languages of all these guys, right? And I, using, I mean, I mean, Aman would straight up fail because like he holds the controller and he just goes full release mode like. <laughs> No, no, actually, Amar, he might be able to get this because it's actually, they do explain, the tutorial is very minimalistic and it's very easy to understand. Like, even in the beginning, I was wondering, like, dude, what the hell? But then after that, when I just, you know, kind of took my time and understood it, it's just very simple. It's pretty good. And I would recommend that game for people to so check it's more of an exploration game, I guess? It's, yeah, it's a 3D puzzle platformer. It has a bit of exploration as well. Like, I think I still have to explore some parts of the world in the game itself, even though I finished it. What's what's the spelling? Uh, F E. F E. F E. F E. That's it. That that's it. it it's ion. It's you know e. the chemical you yeah. know symbol for ion. F E. Okay, good. I guess we're done here for the day. Our next topic. Oh, uh, you guys cut off again. You guys cut off. Cut off. Cut off. Cut off. Hello. Yep. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's it for the day. Um. 
the next topic was news in india this week and i think we have already we have covered nothing. we have nothing this week except basically. that one thing we don't talk about Hey, boy. <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching us. If you've been uh, hanging this far long, thanks. Like, we have this isn't around, but we appreciate you. <laughs> we love you, Udit. Udit, if you're watching this, I played Rough Empires one remaster. I'm a Mia, Aaron. I'm a Mia, Mama Mia. So, Udit, if you're watching this, hi. And anyway, we missed you. Hold on. Ish. No, see, I am better at this. <laughs> उट एक्सट्रेक्टिंग Bye bye. Right. See you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace. Yes.